Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the H1B Guy news for the week ending October 1st, 2021. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads and local job postings since 2001. By Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-schooled immigrants located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. And by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. would like to ask you if you would please leave us a rating in your preferred podcast platform. The H-1B guy here. And today, the H-1B Guy News for the week ending October 1st, 2021. Today I'll cover new fiscal year for USCIS, unused green cards, and Congress divided on infrastructure budget. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. And you can book an appointment directly with me via the h1bguy.com. Today's post is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, Path to Canada, and Perm-Ads.com. Now, the news. Today marks a new year. And that new year is the beginning of fiscal year 2022 for USCIS. For many individuals working in the U.S. who were selected and approved for the H-1B lottery for fiscal year 2021, they have automatically changed statuses and are now working in the U.S. under H-1B visa. It also means that an estimated 290,000 employment-based green cards are available to be issued to those who have filed an I-45 adjustment of status. If fiscal year 2021 is any indicator of the processing capabilities of USCIS, it will be another year of disappointment with tens of thousands of green cards being wasted due to lack of processing capabilities. About a month ago, I alluded to a rumor of premium processing being made available for H-4 dependents. Uh, from what I'm being told, the plan is still to roll out this option very soon. However, like many of the other ongoing issues at USCIS, another delay has occurred and they still do not have the manpower to fulfill the expected demand. I'm still of the opinion that this offering is going to be made available sooner rather than later, but at this point, I'm just not sure of an exact timeline. Here are the news stories that interested me most this week. September 28th, 2021, written by Perrine Matre for Teen Vogue, titled, Documented Dreamers Lack the Protections DACA Offers Young Immigrants. Quote, the prospect of returning to a country that I have no memory of puts me in a similar situation as dreamers who are also the victims of our cumbersome and restrictive immigration system. But unlike dreamers, my parents had the good fortune of obtaining a visa to work in America and were granted the ability to keep renewing it. 
because I was documented as a child. I never qualified for deferred action for childhood arrivals, DACA, protections that empowered many dreamers to stay and work here. In fact, we were excluded from nearly all solutions that would provide a permanent solution for dreamers. I've been American for as long as I can remember. This is the country that raised me. As I do my small part to confront injustice in our system, I feel more American than ever, and my love for my country has only deepened. Even if I never become an American on paper, I'll know I'll always be one at heart. This is the first time and most likely the last time that I will cover an article from Teen Vogue, but here we are. Perrine Matre continues to be so impressive with her advocacy and voice that she is providing for documented dreamers. Of course, she shared her experience with her testimony and her advocacy trip to DC during the Documented Dreamers series live episode 4 and episode 5. As has been a constant theme with the Documented Dreamers series, the majority of legal childhood arrivals who have been raised in the U.S. identify as American. Everything they know and remember is from the viewpoint of being an American. While there was hope that relief for Documented Dreamers would be included in the budget reconciliation, it has now become apparent that that isn't going to happen. At this point, the best options remain with advocacy efforts and awareness for America's Children Act or some kind of executive action. September 30th, 2021. In an article written by Michelle Hackman for the Wall Street Journal titled, Up to 80,000 Unused Green Cards for Workers Set to Expire Friday. Quote, On Wednesday, Senator Bob Menendez, an influential Senate voice on immigration issues, suggested he was unwilling to endorse measures to help legal immigrants working in high-skilled professions if measures to help immigrants with no path to legalization are included. Meanwhile, Senator Tom Tillis plans to bring up a bill next week that would recapture any unused employment-based green cards over the past two years, a number he estimates would recover about 92,000 slots. Mr. Tillis plans to bring up the bill using a measure known as unanimous consent, but already two Republican senators, Senator Mike Lee of Utah and Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, have indicated they would object. Some Republicans prefer different methods to reduce the backlog. Mr. Lee has sponsored a bill that would lift the per-country caps and enable 7% of green cards a year to go to Indian immigrants, at least until there are no more qualified applicants from other countries. That solution wouldn't increase the overall number of green cards awarded in any given year, and some Republicans oppose such an increase. Without a change in existing law, the backlog could grow next year. Wasn't Senator Menendez the same senator who introduced the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021 that included the following text? Section 3402 addressing visa backlogs, non-citizens who are beneficiaries including derivative beneficiaries of an approved immigrant petition bearing a priority date that is more than 10 years before the non-citizen's application for admission as an immigrant or adjustment of status? Or Section 3403, eliminating employment-based per-country caps. So if I'm interpreting this correctly, Senator Menendez only cares about high-skilled immigrants if provisions for a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants are included. This is the same senator handpicked by the Biden administration to introduce a day-one agenda item. Ironically, a Republican senator is seeking to introduce a recapture bill of unused green cards from the last two years under unanimous consent. 
but doesn't have complete Republican support to do so. What a mess. The interesting thing here is that could, the word could that was used at the very end of the article, it says the backlog could grow next year. And that's just simply incorrect. The backlog will grow next year. What a mess this is. There's so much division amongst both parties. It's dizzying just trying to decipher what, if any, immigration reform is going to happen before the end of next year. Which leads me to September 30th, 2021, written by Steve Israel for The Hill, titled, Five Reasons Why This Week's Political War is Different from All the Others. Quote, First, most political wars are binary, Republicans versus Democrats, House versus Senate, Congress versus the President. Not this. No, this is more like a political world war in which everyone is fighting different battles on different fields with varying strategic objectives. Second, this war is different from others because of the intense polarization of the country. It's the push-me-pull-you of the electorate. Residential sorting patterns in gerrymandered districts have pushed constituents further left and right. They are pulling their elected officials with them. Third, this isn't just about moderates versus progressives in a tax and spend argument. This is further complicated by other factions holding out for more parochial interests. Fourth, the battle is not focused singularly on what's written in legislation this week. It's also about what's written in a campaign television spot a year from now, nearing the climax of midterm elections. Fifth, the battle is intractably complicated by big aspirational ideas resting on razor-thin majorities. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer are confined to the narrowest of lanes, which limited maneuverability and whipping votes. I thought this op-ed piece from a former member of the House of Representatives really sums up the huge mess and provides valuable insight into the bigger issues at play. Take immigration, for example, and replace it with any other current issue that's seeking funding and you have the same problem in a different context. One of the biggest fears heading into 2021 was that if changes to existing immigration laws didn't happen in 2021, the outlook for 2022 would not be any better considering it would be in a midterm election year. I still feel like immigration reform in a smaller standalone bill is going to be the best option for reform to happen before the end of 2022. The question has to be asked, when are we going to see the EGLE Act be introduced in the Senate and will it have bipartisan support? For the full post on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending October 1st, 2021, please check out the H-1BGuy.com. And a reminder that today's post was brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads and local job posting since 2001. This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads and local job postings for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad or $1,000 per month regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. And by Path to Canada. 
Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. They will gladly help you navigate the process. And if you're interested in finding out more, please be sure to use the link in the video description below. And by perm-ads.com, the industry leader providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. If you want to reduce your costs and overhead associated with perm labor certification recruitment advertising, let perm-ads.com help you. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H-1B Guy, your global source for all things H-1B.